Hey, this is Hunter Henry of the LA Chargers, and you're listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Hey, we're rolling, we're rolling. We fought all day Stay tuned, man. We got something special for y'all today. You're listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. To the 10, right to the 5, scooting in for the score. Touchdown! Yeah! So welcome everyone, this is the Full 10 Yards NFL Podcast, coming at you faster than you can say the word coronavirus. Just me today, Timothy Lambert-Monk, I am your host for this venture. Thank you so much for joining us. On today's show, we're going to be looking on the defensive side of the ball. We're going to be talking about Chris Jones, Yannick Ngakwe et al. Uh, look, give the defence a bit of love, which I know Lee Wakefield will uh, be more than appreciative of. But, um, yeah, we also have, uh, obviously, you're down, fourth down, uh, going to do some free agency predictions as well and uh, in between all of that a bit of news uh, and also a bit of mailbag as well so thank you to everyone in advance that got their questions in but I hope you're all doing well to so say it's been a couple of weeks since I see since my voice has graced uh, the podcast um, internet issues once again from my end but there we go I'm here for solo pod uh, as in the great words of J- Jason Derulo riding solo indeed so let's get straight into it on first down. First down. So yeah, a couple of bits of news since uh, since last NFL podcast. Obviously, we had the combine at the weekend as well. Um, a few uh, few eyebrow eyebrow raises there. Go and head over, of course, to our college football podcast uh, with Lee. He had his uh, winners and losers on Tuesday, so make sure you go and check that out. I agree with absolutely every single one of them as well. So uh, good to know that I'm watching what he's watching as well. So uh, I do have to say, actually, Mecky Beckton, um, he certainly made a name for himself in in the uh, combine, on, especially on the forty yard dash as well. So, but so yeah, plenty of good performances and a couple of bad ones there as well so don't forget to go and check that podcast out so i also have some draft cards coming up on social media as well so yeah, keep your eyes peeled for that but other bits of news uh one of the main bits of obviously um tom brady and julian edelman were at a syracuse north carolina basketball game and obviously if you watch a certain snippets, you you can see Julian Edelman saying he's coming back, he's coming back, and then um, yeah, everyone's having an argument as to what he he kind of says. He either says he's not or he's got it. Um, yeah, it's kind of like the uh, blue or black dress all over again, isn't it? Or yeah, that that what was that what was that voice that uh, someone said? Uh, if you if you heard, there's two two things you could hear. But anyway, yeah, but uh, yeah, make your own, make your own opinions. Uh, I think we retweeted that out on social media at full ten yards. Uh, I think at my sports update as well had had those as well. But um, yeah, it's quite an interesting one. Um, did he say he's not or he's he's got it? Um, I mean, unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, the start of March. This is the off season. Uh, this is pretty much as good as it gets. And until free agency starts, um, you're gonna have to get used to Tom Brady. Uh, news being in your ears I, I suppose it must be quite weird for Tom Brady he must be loving the attention uh, apparently I, I saw a tweet just before I actually came on saying that uh, the, the the telephone conversation between him uh, and Bill Belichick did not go well but you know for someone that's been institutionalized uh, in the New England uh, Patriots offense for you know, ever since he was drafted for the past two decades uh, it must be quite weird in a sense that he's essentially you know not breaking up with his with his partner but um, almost kind of like what yeah 
he's getting a taste of sniffing the freedom. Um, but yeah, I, I fully expect uh, Tom Brady to go back. And I say we, a bit later on in the show, we'll go through all the free agencies and some predictions, uh, as that's what you voted for. And Tom Brady does appear in that anyway. But uh, moving on, Tony Romo uh, reported by Rap Sheet. Uh, he and CBS have agreed a multi-year deal, uh, approximately $17 million a season, which uh, pretty much uh, has irked Michael Thomas. Um I must admit, Michael Thomas is really irking me a little bit, and he always has to have an opinion on something. He's almost like the offensive Jalen Ramsey, isn't he? Uh, but yeah, obviously irked Michael Thomas, moaning that he gets more than most players are, are getting. But uh, Tony Romo, obviously one of the best in the business, just a few seasons in now uh, to his colour uh, commentator career. And uh, yeah, reported 17 million a season, which is more than he got in all but three seasons with the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, and just goes to show, ladies and gentlemen, what happens when you do manage to take that trip to the Super Bowl. Um, I jest, of course. Um, smashes John Madden. John Madden used to get um, 8 million a year uh, when he was uh, working in comms, just to give you a bit of perspective, bit of, give you a bit of context. But certainly, uh, Romo and, and Nance have a, a, a really good relationship. Uh, already and you know that comes through the tv screens when you you listen to their broadcasts every each and every sunday so um it did make me think actually is uh, tony romo a better player or a better color color coordinator uh, color coordinator color commentator we will probably put that out on a vote actually on social media so uh, keep your eyes peeled for that uh, talking of quarterbacks nick Foles looks to be like he's headed for the exit door uh reported that jacksonville want to move on for him but um yeah that's that's going to be a, a hard contract to shift um yeah looking at 2020 if they trade him they manage to save just three million on the uh, salary cap but if they cut him they lose an extra 12 million on top of the 20 odd million uh, that he is going to make in 2020 looks like they're going to be going with garden Minshew in 2020 the jacksonville jaguars uh, a bit more to say on them a bit later on but yeah, I mean, what's going on with Jacksonville? God knows. Um, yeah, if you're going to get rid of Nick Foles, you're going to have to give something on top of, you know, kind of like uh, Brock Osweiler back in the day when he got traded to the Browns, you know, give them a pick as well to to kind of eat the salary cap that Nick Foles kind of, you know, lug, lugs around, around with him. So, um, yeah, be very interested to see, A, if anyone takes Nick Foles. Uh, a couple of whispers, obviously, uh, you know, potentially go back to Philadelphia and, and as a, in a backup role to... to Carson Wentz but uh, Howie Roseman is not that stupid and Nick Foles is not a good quarterback so um, yeah I mean it's fair to say that the the backup quarterback position uh, is, is become more important over the last couple of years I know it's something that Dallas and Jerry Jones have always struggled uh, over the pre- over his previous years to try and fill I know they obviously Carl Orton was a was a big uh, was an expensive backup quarterback shall we say who still can get the job done when uh, when Romo went down talking of Tony Romo but um, yeah no, not not good if you're a Jacksonville fan uh, at the moment that's kind of rubber stamped by Yannick Ngokwe the defensive end saying that he wants out he you know, posted a, I think he posted a tweet didn't he saying he's given his all uh, but it's time to move on but um, reports are that Jacksonville are intending to use the franchise tag on him um, and look to trade him as well. But the uh, third round pick in 2016 uh, recorded 37 and a half sacks, um, no less than eight in each season that he's been in the league. So, um, yeah, explosive off the edge. A bit more on him. Obviously, it's free agency um, defensive defensive side uh, podcast as well. So we'll get to him a bit later on. Uh, a couple of other bits of news. Uh, Denver Broncos could add a uh, running back to complement Lindsay. Uh, Mike Cliss of Nine News at Denver reports, which is bad news for Royce Freeman and his fans. His third round pick out of Oregon in 2018. Uh, 262 attempts so far in his career, 3.9 yards per 
uh, per carry. But Denver Broncos do have 70 million up, upwards of that in cap space. Um, I'm not quite sure why th- this is coming about. Royce Freeman has not done anything wrong, to be quite honest. So, um, one one per player that did um, kind of come to mind was Devonta Freeman. Could be a could be a possible fit there if they are looking to give Royce, uh, you know, Philip Lindsay a different compliment and Royce uh, Royce Freeman less of a role. But so uh, yeah, it was a bit of a strange one that one that they were looking to. They put well, it was reported that they were looking to get someone else to to compliment Lindsay. But so uh, yeah, I always thought Royce Freeman's actually a pretty good running back, but. Uh, well, that's not what the coach is thinking, essentially, ladies and gentlemen. That's what matters in the NFL. And then finally, a bit of international series games news. No, it's not, unfortunately, not London. And yes, we are still having the Jacksonville Jaguars for two games in 2020. But the Arizona Cardinals are slated to play the Mexico game in 2020 as part of the international series. Opponents to be named, well, I think, when the schedule comes out a bit later on in the spring, I think. That pretty much brings you up to up to uh, up to scratch in terms of NFL news. I say we are recording this uh, at the start of March, so um, obviously you've got the CBA stuff still going on in the background, and that's kind of lingering on. Um, that's quite finely poised. Something will probably break there in the next week or two with regards to that, and I say that has a big knock-on effect to it for a couple of teams and probably a couple of players as well. So um, be interesting to see how that all kind of plays out, but. It's time for second down, and it's time for a bit of defensive free agency talk. Second down. Yep, so it's time to give a little bit of love to the defensive guys. Obviously, just want to uh, turn your attention to a good article by Sean, uh, top five uh, free agents in the offseason for both offense and defense. Make sure you go and give that a, uh, a read. And as I say, I took most of those from that article for the, the defensive side uh, for this segment as well. Uh, we start off at the top, Chris Jones, defensive tackle, obviously, for Kansas City. Um, I know uh, part of the mail, but there's a mailbag question on what they do with Chris Jones. Um it's been reported per uh, Rappaport, Ian Rappaport, or Rap Sheet as uh, he's better known. It's going to be franchise tagged, and they are looking to get a long term deal done. A second round pick in 2016 has 33 sacks, and uh, from that point, only second to uh, Aaron Donald. So, um, yeah, he's keeping good company in there. Um, 15, he had 15 sacks in 2018, uh, which only eight defensive tackles have managed to get to that mark since 1982. So, that just gives you a bit of context as to how good and how disruptive Chris Jones uh, has has been obviously the most recent Super Bowl winner as well. So he can add that to the weight of... Uh, when it comes to negotiating a long-term deal with the Kansas City Chiefs, be surprised if they do let him go. Well, if Chris Jones doesn't sign it, but uh, yeah, I'd, I expect to, them to thrash out uh, a long-term deal there. Uh, be interesting to see kind of what he gets. Uh, number two, Jadavion Gidav- Clowney, uh, former Houston uh, Texan and Seattle Seahawks, obviously of last year as well, traded before the season. Former number one overall pick in 2014. I think it's fair to say Jadavion Gidav- Clowney, uh, easy for me to say, his, um, his name's always kind of been a bit more than uh, he's always had a bit more hype he's, he's, na- he's always been a bit more name value than kind of I suppose his production uh, has been since entering the league and, and obviously injuries haven't helped as well but um, did help did help uh, Seattle's uh, pass rush last year um he has come out and said that he would definitely love to stay with Seattle. Uh, of course, the, the interesting caveat with this one is that, as per, as per the, the, some of the terms of the deal f- being traded from Houston Seattle, is that um, Seattle agreed to not franchise tag him, uh, which was part of the reason of his beef with Houston. So, um, 
yeah, it'd be interesting to see if uh, if Seattle can get the the deal done there. I think um, you know, in terms of what Seattle are willing to pay, is probably not going to match what Jadavion Clowney wants. Uh, like I say, I think Jade- uh, Clowney probably think, thinks a bit too much for himself, really. But yeah, I'm all for players trying to get as much money as they can before their their careers are over. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens with him. Obviously, one of the premier pass rushers or one of the edge rushers in in the league. Certainly, you know, like I say, through name anyway. But so, yeah, no, former number one overall pick back in 2014. Uh, talking of guys getting two quarterbacks, Shaq Barrett, uh, sack leader in 2019, is also on the free agency uh, free agency slate this this season. Um, obviously, best season by far. He's not really had. Um, yeah, those numbers with when he was with Denver, when he was drafted by Denver, had an okay second year with them, uh, but certainly uh, these what was it 19, 19 and a half sacks in in last year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was by far um, his best performance to date. It'd be interesting to see if you know he can reproduce that and whether or not you know, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay feel it's worth trying to explore whether or not you know last season was a fluke or you know whether he's finally having a coming out party. Um, but yeah. Uh, Shaq Barrett, obviously another another name on there. You always have to be wary of of players that produce for one year. It's kind of like players coming out of college you know, that have just had like kind of one year's experience, but like quarterbacks and you know if whether they have a good, they have a good year and then they you know it also amazes me the amount of players that have good years on last years of their deal. Uh, it just shows you that when they've got something to play for that they they elevate their levels and they elevate their production. So uh, Shaq Barrett, does he come under that? Um, does he come under that? Kind of umbrella, but it remains to be seen. I'm not quite sure what happened with Shaq Barrett, to be quite honest. Uh, I think I heard somewhere that they would be looking to to potentially move on, but uh, be interesting to see if uh, Bruce Arians and, and Co can get uh, get something done to bring him back to Tampa Bay. Uh, Yannick and Garquay, like I mentioned, um, fully expect them to franchise tag him uh, with a view to trading. Um, also, so obviously a bit of a bit of news I forgot to miss out is AJ Boye has actually gone to the Denver Broncos uh, for a fourth round pick as well. Obviously. AJ Boyer commands a bit of a cap space as well, so uh, but I think that's an absolutely fabulous deal there for the Denver Broncos. Um, obviously, there's a couple of guys I'll get to in the moment uh, on the Denver Broncos that are pending th- uh, free agents. Um, I might as well name them now: uh, Justin Simmons and Chris Harris Jr., safety and cornerback, respectively. Um, I think they they are expecting to franchise tag Justin Simmons, uh, safety, uh, all pro from 2019, second team. Uh, Chris Harris Jr., uh, one of the better guys on on the on the back end, can play in the slot. Um, you know, did get a little bit roasted last season as a, as a shadow corner under Fangio, but he is you know another perennial Pro Bowler. Is uh, also thirty years old as well, so it'd be interesting to see kind of how they play Chris Harris Jr. out. Uh, but back to the the edge rushers. Uh, the one final name I wanted to mention: Eric Armstead. Obviously, um, he's a prime candidate for the franchise tag as well. I haven't seen much in the way of of news in terms of him, so. Um, yeah, he's part of a really solid and brutal defense, uh, ferocious defense. They obviously got the San Francisco 49ers to the Super Bowl. Um, obviously, it always helps when you've got D Ford and uh, Nick Bosa on the other side and, and helping you out as well. But you know, Eric, Eric Armstead, a uh, bit of a freak. He's um, he's just as important to that defense. You know, ten sacks last year, uh, eleven tackles for loss, and eighteen quarterback hits as well. So you know, it's fair to say that he's he put a shift in in 2019 and. Um, 
you know, I, I think with the way that defense is built, they'll probably want to try and keep all those pieces together as much as possible. Um, you know, obviously in a division where the Legion of Boom uh, just a couple of years ago, uh, obviously is dead now. But um, yeah, maybe they're trying to build their their kind of own. But they, they obviously need help a bit on the back end with Richard Sherman getting a bit older. Um, but yeah, you know, you've got Avid Carmsteel. You've got you, there's a really deep uh, edge class here in terms of free agency. It's one of the better free agencies uh, that I've known in my kind of short. Uh, tenure, I was going to say tenure, then as if I'm working, but you know my short knowledge of of watching the game and and going through the off seasons. But um, just to give you an idea, a couple of teams that probably looking for edge rushers either in free agency or in the draft. You've got Atlanta and Miami uh, and Houston, uh, worst at getting pressure on on the quarterback, um, and you've got Miami and Houston. Uh, the worst in terms of yeah, yeah, how many times they hurried the quarterback in terms of percentage of, of snaps. So uh, those three teams specifically will be looking for edge rush either in free agency or the draft. Another couple of teams, Buffalo, New York Giants, uh, Detroit, Washington. Yeah, there, those are some other teams as well there uh, who are not, not really doing too much in terms of it, uh, edge rush. So um, look out for those teams to maybe try and snap up one of these two, one or two of these names uh, that don't get franchise tagged or re-signed to long-term deals as well. So... Um, let's move over to a couple of other players just worth of note uh, Corey Littleton the uh, linebacker from the LA Rams he's also uh, slated to yeah, look at least test the waters in, in free agency as well every down linebacker uh, also plays special teams as well which is a massive feather in the cap to, to, to guys like him and that they're, they're the, that's what separates the great players from the good ones as well so Corey Littleton could be uh, could be an interesting name to watch in free agency and then finally a um, bit of a homer pick here Byron Jones obviously cornerback for the Dallas Cowboys um, it's an interesting uh, kind of scenario kind of triangle there over there in Dallas with him obviously Dak Dak Prescott and uh, Amari Cooper, uh, you know it's, it's been talked about all off season since the season finished that you know this this situation and uh, looks likely that Byron Jones could be the odd man out um, and head him for the exit door, which is a bit of a shame really. I think we should we should lock him down uh, for on a long term deal. You know with this potential uh, CBA and the salary cap, you know could potentially shooting up. Uh, why not just give him a long term deal and backload it so that if there is a, a rise in Hey, in salary cap, you can kind of offload it with that, and you know, give it make make it a team that friendly deal in in this year, in just in case. Obviously, if the, if the CBA doesn't go through, and you know, it doesn't count too much against the cap, but then you know, reward his work and you know his his tight his tag as a kind of a, a bit of a shutdown corner, a bit you know, in years two, three, and four uh, of a deal when the salary cap might be a bit more um, loosen loosening of the belt. So, uh, I don't think it will happen. Um, my theory is it's it's got. Uh, a trade, uh, sorry, well, a team from the NFC is going to sign him up, snap him up. Uh, it's got it absolutely written all over it. Maybe if, you know Philadelphia or, or New York or Washington. Uh, that you know they're not 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 doing too bad in terms of salary cap, but I'm sure. Uh, how many times do you see it where a player like that goes to a team within the division? Um, yeah, doesn't doesn't look good to me. Uh, the only one that comes off the top of my head actually was Sean Jackson. He's uh, punched a few holes in the NFC East uh, loyalty card. But yeah, Byron Jones obviously one of the better cornerbacks as well. He's likely to hit the market. Uh, a couple of, I've got a couple of other names here that um, obviously all those other previous names are pretty more long term uh, kind of sign signatures that the, um, the teams be wanting to get. But a couple of guys here that might be quick fixes for one and two years. Uh, Devin McCourty, the safety out of New England. These guys are all over thirty as well. So or at least 30 when the uh, when the season starts. But Devin McCourty, 32 years old, had a had a really good under the radar season. Actually, if it wasn't for Stefan Gilmore, I'd probably be talking about him a bit more. 
uh, in terms of that, so that you know that Patriots defense that was so good for the first, well, at least the first half of the season anyway. So um, yeah, you've got Jason Pierre-Paul, 31 years old, first round pick in 2010. Obviously won a Super Bowl with the New York Giants with Tampa Bay at the moment. Old club hand himself. Um, yeah, he he could be a quick fix. He always gets a bit of production. Uh, Robert Quinn, another Dallas guy. He'll be 30 when the season starts. Had a really good season um, when signing over from the Miami Dolphins to Dallas last season. Outshone uh, Demarcus Lawrence in quite a few quite a few games it must be said obviously it helps when you've got Demarcus Lawrence on the side but uh, Robert Quinn certainly put his best foot forward uh, in 2019 so it'll be interesting to see if Dallas can get something done for him uh, a couple of other names a couple of defensive tackles and Dominican Sue uh, he'll be 33 this season uh, then Gerald McCoy 32 uh, as well so they're a couple of guys that um, can can come and get plugged in straight away and, and help um, you know for, for guys that for teams that need that kind of help and then finally uh, Jimmy Smith cornerback from Baltimore he'll be the wrong side of 30 uh, when the season just like me I suppose uh, when the season starts uh, yeah there's there's what one two there's six names there who could be quick fix and one year kind of guys uh, one yeah, certainly one or two year uh, contract kind of guys so uh, in terms of needs I've, I've written down you know, quarterbacks 49ers Dallas Miami uh, Philadelphia and Jacksonville uh, linebackers Carolina Detroit Baltimore New Orleans Las Vegas and Philadelphia as well so for all the t- all the players that I've said there you know and all there's, there's some teams there that they could potentially match up with so you can do your own you know, any kind of spider graph where you match a team with a player, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a really good defensive class actually for uh, for full f- uh, free agency. Uh, always always have to be wary in in free agency. You know, you tend to overpay. You tend to not quite get the production that you want from guys that you get in free agency because these teams that are wheeling and dealing, doing the Harry Redknapp, uh, if you like, for a soccer reference in free agency, don't tend to come out on the on the on the good side. I suppose you, in a soccer equivalent, it's doing business in January, isn't it? Um, but yeah. Uh, there's at least what I've gone 10, 15 names there on on defense uh, that could be uh, interesting names uh, in free agency. A couple of others that are expected to be franchise tagged just for FYI: Brandon Scherf of the Washington Redskins uh, and Bud Dupree as well of the Pittsburgh Steelers. That wraps us up for the defensive side of free agency and some defensive players there as well. So it's time to get into third down, and it's time for a bit of mailbag. <laughs> Yeah, so I thought I'd change up a little bit. We haven't done a little mailbag for a while. Uh, thanks to everyone that did get in touch with those questions. Uh, it wasn't actually that too many, which is a bit worrying for this time of year. But uh, yeah, obviously you need to make more friends in the NFL UK fans group. But uh, who knows, that's for, that's for another time. But anyway, thank you to those that did. Obviously you can uh, log on to the website at fullten10yards.com. Uh, click on the contact page and you can even, if you want to get your voice on the show, you can use the voice bite link there. Record a 15 seconds, up to 15 second voice message leave your mailbag question and we'll get you on the show so we'll say any time uh, during the off season there'll be plenty of time to answer all of your questions but let's get through it so at Jamie Garwood thank you Jamie for getting in touch you are asking what will be the most exciting division next year I feel initially when you whenever you ask this question you think oh there's eight divisions to try and get through and think about it. but there's actually a really really clear winner for me uh, and I, that's the NFC West um, it's it, it typically hard fought uh, intriguing uh, division as in, in the best of times, even when you know you had Arizona that weren't very good, 
And even in the days when you know in San Francisco, you know, at some point all these teams have not been very good. But when whenever you play in the division, especially when trips to Arizona for the other three teams have always been hard fought, and sometimes you 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 get upset. Certainly, Arizona, Seattle games come to mind, and Arizona, San Francisco games uh, from 2019 come to mind as well. So, um, yeah, uh, NFC West is always hard fought between the teams. Always seems to be a bit more grit between the teeth when those four teams get together and get it on. Um, but also, what you have, I think, I think, is you have four genuine playoff teams uh, in the division next year. Which I don't think you can say for many of the, and if any of the other divisions uh, in the rest of the National Football League. But you know, you got San, San Francisco, obviously off the back of a Super Bowl last year. Be interesting to see if they have any, if they you know, fall culprit to the usual hangover that all the other teams seem to have uh, over recent times. You've got Seattle, you know, perennial playoff contenders under Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll certainly knows how to to get his teams to the playoff. Maybe not necessarily win any games, but uh, you know, won the game last year, uh, which was better than that 2018 when they lost to my Dallas Cowboys. Not that uh, I'm pointing that out, but uh, yeah, there we go. Uh, LA Rams. Obviously, they've got a bit to prove. Disappointing season last season. Todd Gurley, obviously, injuries not has not helped as well. So the, yeah, the wheels have kind of fallen off the wagon there over in uh, LA. But they're moving to a new stadium, uh, so it'll be interesting to see if they can hit the the ground running there. And I'm sure Sean McVay, um, the offensive mind that he is, is is going to dial up a few new things uh, to ensure that they are a bit more competitive and yeah, kind of push towards the playoffs uh, a bit more uh, ferociously than they did last season. And then of course you've got Arizona. Who, despite their record, I thought they were pretty good last season. Uh, they could be a sneaky good team next season if they get the right pieces uh, on that offense. Kyler Murray took the, to the NFL quite well. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury and him, you know, are a good combination and can can scare a few teams. I, I think they'll put up a good uh, good performance next season <clears throat> in terms of yeah, you know, in ter- at least uh, in terms of record. So. Um, yeah, certainly, I think NFC West is by far and clear the uh, the most exciting division for next year. Uh, on the AFC side, I suppose AFC East is, is is probably still kind of like the AFC East it's been for uh, the, you know, the last decade or so. But if Tom Brady does leave New England, that certainly puts the cats amongst the pigeons. But yeah, AFC East is the AFC East. The AFC South is um, it'll be competitive, but it's not excitingly competitive, uh, if you know what I mean. And it's, it's say Jacksonville are just uh, are trash as well. So um, quite a lot of question marks in teams in division there. You've got AFC North could be an interesting one. Obviously, you've got Big Ben coming back for the Steelers. You've got Baker Mayfield now, you know, without Freddie Kitchens and have Kevin Stefanski. So it'd be interesting to see if they kind of post, post-hype sleeper of a year. Uh, obviously, everyone tipping them to win the Super Bowl last year. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if they, um, if, if they, not that they're ever going to go under the radar but it'd be interesting to see if Baker Mayfield can step up and they can kind of deliver a year after the more uh, after than they were expected to and the Bengals obviously all signs are pointing to Joe, Joe Burrow going to be signing there with the number one overall pick so AFC North could be a bit interesting um but yes what's, what's, what's the other one I've left out AFC West AFC West is just Kansas City isn't it obviously yeah you've got the Raiders moving over to Vegas but that that division I don't think can't envisage being too competitive. Uh, Denver could be could be sneaky good. Obviously, of AJ Boye, they've just traded for Drew Locke. I quite was quite impressed with towards the back of last season. So um, yeah, AFC West potentially, but you know, Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes is uh, pretty much got all that that tied up. So um, yeah, but uh, just to, to answer your your question, Jamie, uh, NFC West clear winner for me in terms of most exciting division next year. But good question. Um, yeah, I, I thought it would take me a bit longer to come to that answer, but yeah, it came to me quite quickly that one. Um, okay. Let's move over to another one. Next one, Ross Sterling at Ross Sterling eighty three. Do you think the Chiefs will do a deal for Chris Jones or tag and trade? Uh, obviously, you mentioned that a bit early on in the podcast. I think they'll do a, a, they'll do a deal for him. They will tag him, uh, and I think I do think they'll get a 
he'll get a long-term deal for him. They'll be silly to to let him walk out the out the door. Obviously, a key piece of that defense, um, which got better as the season went on. Uh, obviously, culminated in winning the Super Bowl. So, you know, if you're winning the Super Bowl, I know that that brings with it the players wanting a bit more money in their coffers because they've helped achieve, you know, get to the promised land, get to the Holy Grail. So, um, be interesting to see how kind of talks go. But I fully expect um, the Chiefs to to get a long-term deal done there for Mr. Jones uh, at Lucky uh, at Lucky Fantasy Guy. It's a good uh, Twitter handle. I do like that. It's, uh, Martin. Um, <laughs> I did ask for single questions, but you um, you gave me more questions. The only question you didn't ask was what was the meaning of life. But we try, we try and get through uh, all of these. So first question was, uh, what are the Jags doing? Yeah, I mean, that's a very good question. That could be a separate podcast altogether. Uh, like I say, AJ Boyd just been traded to the uh, to the Denver Broncos. Uh, it's quite funny, actually, Leonard Fournette posting a, uh, that Will Smith uh, gif where he's in that room on Fresh Prince on his own in the front room where no one else there. So it is kind of like that at the moment. Uh, obviously, they're unhappy with Nick Foles. Uh, I'll tell you what they are doing, ladies and gentlemen. The Jacksonville Jaguars are getting ready to move to London. They're, they're gutting it all out. They are going to be awful for a little while, and we're going to have to put up with the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, when they eventually do decide to move over here. Um, yeah, they're gut, they're gutting that place out, and it's, it's, it's scary to think just a couple of years ago how scary that defense was, and just being five minutes away from a Super Bowl uh, after be, you know, potentially beating the um, the Patriots in the AFC title game. But um, how far? How I don't even think they've hit rock bottom yet. Rock bottom yet? That's the, that's the scary thing. Um, but yeah, what are the Jags doing? I mean, they don't know what they're doing at quarterback. Um, I mean, my my guess is as good as yours as who who will be starting quarterback there. It'd be interesting to see if they do anything in the draft actually with uh, with the quarterbacks. I don't think they will. It'd be interesting to see what they do though and how it all kind of plays out. I know they're trying to trade Nick Foles at the moment. Um, wide receiver guys aren't aren't too bad. Not, not pulling up any trees. DJ Chark obviously had a good season last season. Um, offensive line's not great either. Um, well, it's, it's better on paper anyway. Certainly, Andrew Norwell uh, not having a great time of it over there. Uh, next question was: Do the Finns, uh, do the Dolphins draft two? Uh, I certainly expect them uh, to. Uh, I would be I'd be surprised if they didn't. One thing I will say is, if yeah, I will I would certainly expect the Miami Dolphins to to draft a quarterback in this in this draft, primarily because they have Ryan Fitzpatrick there on another year. So you know, if they do draft two if they do draft Herbert or or whoever they draft, they can afford to sit for a year, and I think that's so so important uh, in the NFL to be able to you know look what it did to, to Patrick Mahomes, look at what it's done to Jimmy G. They've just recently contested the Super Bowl. So why 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 the NFL's gotten into the habit of you know drafting these quarterbacks that are raw that need a bit of development and then sticking them in straight away? You know, you're throwing them in at the deep end, and unfortunately, not all of them are going to swim. Some of them are going to sink, and it it just kills them. Um, yeah, I certainly take them to to take Tua. Whether or not they trade up to go and get him, I'm not quite sure. Again, obviously with Tua, you have the medical stuff that's going around. Obviously, expected to be cleared in the next couple of days for for whatever he needs to do to to prove that he is healthy. But by all reports, uh, during the combine or the rest of it, he's certainly moving okay, walking okay. Obviously, coming off a, a hip injury uh, that he suffered back in college last season. <clears throat> but um, yeah. Yeah, certainly, certainly a good situation. Much better situation this time than this time last year. Than uh, Miami, obviously, uh, no one wanted to go to Miami last season. All the defensive players were walking out as well. So, uh, but yeah, I fully expect. I think Brian Flores has actually done all right there uh, in in Miami in his first season. I think uh, things are looking actually up for for the Miami Dolphins. So I know you're you're a Dolphins fan, Martin. Um, so yeah, good times ahead. Uh, question three of fifty. And oh, no, I'm joking. Uh, will do do do. What's this? Will the Bucks sign punter Turk on a, in in the first round? 
I mean, if anyone's going to do it, it probably would be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Obviously, history of uh, was who was who was the uh, kicker they took last year it was um, Matt Gay, wasn't it? They took Matt Gay in the fifth round, I think, last year. And of course, you got the uh, the classic 2016 second rounder uh, Roberto Aguayo uh, kicker that they took as well. So, um, I mean, they probably won't. But if anyone's going to do it, the Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, quite possibly could that team. I, I actually had in my recent mock draft, uh, which you you can also find on full10yards.com, I actually had um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking a quarterback, uh, Jacob Eason, I believe, uh, as well. So obviously talk that, that Bruce Arians is getting a bit fed up with Jameis and he's not headed back and um, be interesting. The thing is for Jameis, everyone's saying obviously that all the injuries he's had last year, he's recently had eye surgery and he's had shoulder injury and all the rest of it. If he leaves Tampa Bay, he's going to be he's going to be worse. Uh, Tampa Bay is is pretty much his his utopia in terms of in in terms of setup and Bruce Arians and and the type of offense. So you know, if he leaves, it's, it's literally just downhill from there. And considering he's already starting the sellout, it's going to get deeper and deeper. Unfortunately for for Jameis Winston, uh, former obviously number one overall pick in twenty fifteen. Uh, did you have any more? Did you do? Oh, draft hats. What did I think of the draft hats? I don't. I haven't actually seen what the draft hats look like. But Adam does make a really good point um, on in the fact that they make the hats worse every year just to see how <laughs> to see how desperate people are to buy draft caps. But let's have a let's have a quick look. Uh, draft caps, NFL twenty twenty. Let's have a look. <sighs> let's have a look. Yeah, I must admit the last last couple I've not been uh, I've not been big fans of, but um, Detroit Twent Lions twenty twenty draft hats may have leaked. Let's have a little look. Um, oh yeah, they're not they're not they're not great, are they? Yeah, they're not great to, uh, whatsoever. Were they black and with a white line on or? Because either Detroit one and yeah, but yeah, in answer to your question, not a big fan of the of the draft hats. The, the, I've got a couple of uh, Dallas ones, uh, not necessarily draft ones, but um, yeah, certainly made them better uh, a couple of years ago rather rather than now. But it's all it's all money, isn't it? But there we go. Uh, and then finally, name uh, a non top ten quarterback, wide receiver, and running back. There will be a top ten uh, in their position next season. And that's uh, fantasy football. So I've got a couple of, uh, I'll just quickly give you some names. Quarterback position, Carson Wentz and Baker Mayfield, I thought could be guys that are outside the top 10 that could uh, enter the top 10 next year. A running back, uh, rather than pick the 11th and 12th guy and say that they could get in the top 10, uh, Josh Jacobs. Uh, and uh, here's, here's one, here's a long shot for you. Devin Singletary uh, in PPR as well. Watch out for the draft. See what the Buffalo Bills do in the draft. Obviously, just I don't think they're intending on bringing Frank Gore back. He can finally uh, admit himself to the old people's home. But yeah, Devin Singletary could be a, a long shot, although I think the cat's out of the bag with him in, in PPR leagues anyway. So um yeah, those are three guy two guys that I thought um that were, could be back in the top it could be in the top ten next season. Um wide receivers, DJ Moore, Tyler Boyd, and another long shot for you, Terry McLaurin. Um was the wide receiver twenty eight last year uh, in PPR, but um missed two, missed a couple of games as well. So um, you know, if, if Dwayne Haskins takes a step forward and they get a bit healthier on the offensive line, obviously Trent Williams coming back, Brandon Scherf coming back, and obviously new offensive system, Ron Rivera. Um, yeah, could see a good um, McLaurin obviously came to the forefront and he'll be highly probably probably be overdrafted to be fair, uh, potentially. But you know, he's easily marked. Uh, he could be a, a surprise. He could be entering the top ten uh, PPR leagues next season as well. So um, those are. I hope that answered all your questions, uh, Martin. Appreciate all of them. Um, that's going to do it for 
the mailbag. Again, like I say, any questions at any time, we'll put them all together. Uh, say if you want to head over to full10yards.com, click the contact button, or just DM us on Twitter, or leave us a message on Twitter, and we'll, uh, we'll stick it on for a future uh, podcast mailbag, mailbag segment. But now it's time for fourth down, which of course is your down. And this week you voted for free agency predictions, obviously in keeping with uh, kind of what's going on at the moment in the NFL. So let's get to it. Fourth down. Fourth down. If you made it this far, really appreciate it. We got, we've got to fourth down, ladies and gentlemen. But like I say, it's uh, your down, so it's time to uh, look at some free agency predictions. Um, are, are they bold? Probably not, but I've given you quite a lot. I've gone through each position, uh, I suppose, on offense anyway, and uh, looked at potential kind of carousels and where everyone can kind of fit. I mean, I've said let's start with uh, Philip Rivers. I pretty much think he's nailed on to go to the Indianapolis Colts. Makes too much sense, to be quite honest. Uh, I don't think, uh, obviously, Jacoby Brissett is the answer over there. I don't think they're going to extend him. He's he's got a year left on his contract. Uh, Philip Rivers over there makes a ton of sense. He's only just moved kind of close to the, in the vicinity of Indianapolis. So, um, yeah, obviously Rivers and Reich have got a connection from, was it 2013 to 2015, I believe. Um, so, you know, won't be too much of a discomfort or hard uh, adapt adapting issue for, for Philip Rivers. Uh, be a perfect bridge for one year, maybe two years, and maybe draft one next year as well. So that probably makes quite a lot of sense. Uh, one, the, the guys you can probably rule out in terms of teams, uh, quarterbacks, that are, you know, teams that are going to draft one, probably the Chargers, Miami, and obviously Cincinnati uh, are, are nailed on as well. But don't be surprised if uh, Tampa Bay take one in the draft. Uh, on the, the I think the Las Vegas Raiders uh, are an under-the-radar choice in terms of drafting a quarterback, I, I think they've got Jordan Love written all over them. Um, a team, a team, I'll tell you a team to watch out for in terms of a, a quarterbacks in free agency or the draft is Chicago. Um, I'd really monitor them quite closely because I think, I, I know Ryan Pace and the guys that obviously traded up to get Mitch Trubisky are obviously quite stubborn to not realize, um, admit that they've made a mistake because they could be out the door. But be interesting to see if they bring in someone like Mariota, if they bring someone in that's, uh, you know, Dare I say Andy Dalton? He could be another fit over there in Chicago, but you know someone that could ha- at least have a, a battle with with Mitch Trubisky, and you know if it all goes wrong, obviously they, then they can change and, and transition from Mitch Trubisky. But yeah, Chicago a really interesting team in terms of the quarterback uh, side of things. I don't think Mitch Trubisky is the answer there, um, but unfortunately the uh, the front office don't want to admit that that that. Uh admit that defeat so uh, anyway back to the uh, actual quarterback so yeah we've got Rivers going to the Colts we've got Brady I, I think he'll, uh, he's now he's still nailed on to go back to the Patriots I don't I just think he's just having a bit of a flirtatious um, kind of look look see outside you know he's, he's been so he's been locked up indoors uh, for so long he's actually been finally let out and you know, He's, he can see other people, so. Um, but yeah, I fully expect him back in New England. It doesn't. It just does not make any sense for him to go anywhere. You know, he's what forty-two years old. What's the point in maybe potentially tarnishing his legacy, going to another team? Obviously, you've got the, 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 the complex scenario of you know, or the debate on you know is it Brady or is it Belichick that have won all those Super Bowls for New England or is it both? And um, whilst there's certainly circumstances that yeah, it is both, and if Tom Brady does leave. Uh, and both both legacies won't be tarnished, but you know, it does does not make any sense to me for Tom Brady to to go to, you know, the the Raiders or the Titans or, um, or the Chargers or that kind of stuff as well. So uh, yeah, I I fully expect Tom Brady to be back. I think I saw some tweets about um, the hype for, for him to go to uh, to San Francisco. Um, I'm sure Jimmy G's already had enough of him, but um, yeah, interesting. 
But I, I just think it's all smokescreen. It's all just kind of start of March talk, cliche smokescreen, clickbait stuff. So, um, yeah, nothing nothing doing there for me in terms of Brady. Uh, Dak Prescott, I, I fully expect him to be tagged uh, by Dallas. I, I think they should try and work out a long-term deal. But <clears throat> if, you're, if I'm Dak Prescott, I'm doing exactly what he's doing. I'm just sitting on the fence. I'm just like, yep, I'll just play this out and you can just, you can give me more m- money than Patrick Mahomes ne- next season. Because, you know, if Patrick Mahomes gets signed in this offseason, likelihood is with the new CBA and the salary cap going up, Dak Prescott will be paid more than Patrick Mahomes. Is it right? Probably not. No, but it's a kind of a next man up in terms of getting the contract uh, and obviously wanting to supersede the, the guy that's, guys that have gone before them as well. So... Um, I fully expect Dak to be like, yeah, okay, I'll sign the I'll sign the franchise tag, uh, and I'll roll the dice again. I've had I had a good 2019. No reason why I can't have a great 2020 now. I've got Mike McCarthy. I should be able to make a deep playoff run, uh, and all that, ladies and gentlemen, means is you're just going to convert that, rub your hands, and turn it into cash uh, for Dak Prescott. Um, I, I did mention a month or two ago regarding Dak Prescott that <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised to see so, yeah, like a, an eight to ten year deal for Dak Prescott, like 300, 350, 400 million. Um, I can really see it. I can really see the Dak Prescott contract being an, abs- an absolute whopper. And regardless of whether or not you like it or not, or whether or not you are going to laugh at it because of the size, um, but when this this CBA comes in, ladies and gents, the uh, the, gam- the money revenues from gambling, this this salary cap is going to absolutely shoot up. Um, and how many t- how many times have we seen it where you know quarterbacks like when Derek Carr got his deal, Matt Ryan got his deal, you know how astronomical it felt at the time but when you look at it now it's actually it is actually peanuts so um yeah I, I fully expect Dak to stay he's obviously one of the top free agents in you know that are eligible for for free agency but um yeah Dak, Dak Prescott is not gonna go anywhere um Ryan Tannehill I think he'll stay at Tennessee be interesting to see obviously they're another team affected by whether or not this CBA goes through because they've got they've got Derek Henry to pay I fully expect them to to franchise tag Derek Henry um, he's not getting Zeke money. I don't care what anyone says or what he says. But um, yeah, I expect Tannehill to stay. Uh, I did obviously mention Mariota could be. Uh, I'm not going to say he's going to start anywhere, but he could be a candidate to go somewhere like Chicago or or maybe even the Chargers or something like that. But yeah, Tannehill, I think they'll stick with him. I think they'll try and maybe thrash out. A, I wouldn't say a short term deal, but certainly about a two three year deal for Tannehill. Um, but it's not not guaranteed. Uh, not guaranteed at all. But certainly. <sighs> Kind of shuck, 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 shook all the um, the monkeys off his back in terms of when he was at Miami with Adam Gase, uh, and certainly put his, his best foot forward in in 2019. So, um, be interesting to see what they obviously they do there in Tennessee. Andy Dalton, I think, will go to Chicago. Um, obviously, if Tom Brady leaves, I think he's a prime candidate to go to New England. But for the moment, I've just earmarked him in for Chicago. Uh, Jameis Winston, I know that obviously there's been a lot of talk that they are willing to move on from him, but I think he stays at Tampa Bay. I think they'll thrash out a two-year deal um, and probably front-load it a little bit so that they, you know it gets paid mostly in year one. If they draft a quarterback, then if Tampa, if uh, Jameis Winston sucks, uh, similar to like when they had Ryan Fitzpatrick, they can just flip and flop. Um, during the season, then just cut him next after next season as well. So, uh, I think that's kind of what happens there with Winston. And then finally, I just want to uh, Teddy. I've got Teddy Bridgewater. Obviously, he's uh, eligible for free agency as well. He's a, he's a really interesting one. He's kind of the odd man out. Obviously, spurned the chance to go to Miami Dolphins last season. Um, bet on himself because I don't know whether he thought Drew Brees was going to retire. Obviously, Drew Brees is coming back for next season. I thought he would retire this off season. Um, so, it'd be interesting to see. Where Teddy Bridgewater goes, uh, I don't think anyone's going to be paying him thirty million a year to to, to start anywhere. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, certainly he could be a candidate for a couple of teams that are looking for a bridge. Um, that's not <laughs> puns not intended on that one, but so uh, yeah, that's kind of a, an overlook on on kind of the quarterbacks in terms of running backs. There's a lot of running backs uh, this year. That's yeah, including like I said, Derek Henry, um, who could be on the move. Obviously, you've got Melvin Gordon, uh, Kenyon Drake, Derek Henry, John Howard as well. I thought was worth was, was worth mentioning. Um, he wants to return to Philadelphia, but he's going to have to take a massive pay cut. And Philadelphia are always sensible with how they pay their players. But you know, if you look at John Howard's stats and how he's played since he's come to the league, yes, he's not the most versatile of guys, but he's got he's, he's had eighty two receptions on his career, which is about two thirds of what Christian McCaffrey did in twenty nineteen alone. But I digress. But John Howard, you know, always does. Um, was asked of him. He's only 25 years old, 30 touchdowns to his name already on you know, four seasons, two to 1,000 uh, yard rushing seasons as well. But um, yeah, I, I don't really see what's what's wrong with Jordan Howard. He could be, I'll tell you where a good fit for Jordan Howard would be, would be with uh, Houston because you've got Carlos Hyde there and Lamar Miller who are also free agents this season, uh, this off season. Um, I know Carlos Hyde does want to return and likelihood it could be a, a bit of a team-friendly deal on that one but they're they they got on in age and Lamar Miller uh, in terms of running back age is absolutely ancient so you know he's not far off Frank Gore to be quite honest but they've, you know they've got a receiving back there in Duke Johnson I think Jordan Howard would be a really good fit there in in Houston if um if they want to obviously they've not got any picks to, to trade <clears throat> well they've barely got any left anyway so how they would facilitate that I'm not too sure uh cap space wise uh they're generally not too bad I can see they've probably got about 41, 40 odd million uh, to spend in yeah in terms of salary cap. So Jordan Howard would make a lot of sense, uh, as would Melvin Gordon to be to be quite honest as well. So uh, Melvin Gordon's got a lot of uh, a lot of different kind of areas. It'd be interesting to see kind of how he plays his his contract talks after obviously after losing kind of the, the contract but talks war last year with the Chargers. But a couple of teams that need running backs. Uh, you got Houston, Miami, uh, Tampa Bay. Detroit, Washington, and Buffalo could be uh, could be interesting ones. Obviously, Detroit and Washington have guys that have you know, perennially been inj- been injured since uh, they've joined their team. So obviously, Kevin Johnson, Darius Geis, I'm talking about there as well. So uh, Buffalo, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, moving on from Frank Gore, just Devin Singletary there. So watch out, they could um, they could get someone like a Jordan Howard hit in as well. So. Um, Derek Henry, I, I expect to be tagged. Uh, Kenyon Drake obviously was traded to the uh, the Cardinals from the Dolphins last season. I expect him uh, to to be re-signed into to some sort of deal. And I tell you one one domino effect for of that is uh, David Johnson. Uh, obviously getting up there in age as well, but um, David Johnson has Tampa Bay written all over him. Uh, Peyton Barber is also a free agent this off season. Uh, Ronald Jones did okay, but he's not great. If you th- if you think Ronald Jones is the answer, um, then you, your your team is 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 in dire straits, unfortunately. Um, yeah, David Johnson to the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers has uh, got obviously got history with uh, Bruce Arians as well, so um, that could be an interesting one to keep your eyes peeled on. That uh, talking of the wide receivers, it's bad. It's a bad uh, bad year to be a wide receiver free agent I'm talking about Robbie Anderson Amari Cooper AJ Green uh, Demarcus Robinson um, really this wide receiver class in the uh, 2020 draft is very deep indeed but Robbie Anderson obviously uh, of the New York Jets uh, he's probably got a bit of Philadelphia written on him Um, he'll be 27 in 2020 so um, be interesting to see if he can escape the clutches of Adam Gase's um, um, talent draining um, powers that he has but um, 
I, I think Philadelphia will probably draft someone uh, as well. You know, Henry Ruggs is I've seen mocked absolutely everywhere uh, for Philadelphia. But don't be surprised to see Robbie Anderson's name um, propped up on there as well. Obviously, looking to replace Deshaun Jackson, who's getting up there in age. Obviously, he was injured for the majority of last season. Big name, of course, is Amari Cooper. Like I mentioned, Dallas. Um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. Um, had a career year last year, obviously yards, touchdowns, and all the rest of it. He's, he's been he's been spectacular since joining Dallas uh, for that first round pick uh, last year from the Raiders. Um, he's already been. This is what absolutely boggled my mind. The Amari Cooper has already been in the NFL for five years, five years, and he's only twenty six. Um, so yeah, he's entering entering free agency at the, at the exact uh, exact right time in terms of looking for the dollar, but I think we'll probably try and, try and transition tag him and or, or do some sort of tag if we don't work out a deal with Dak. And so it's, a, it's a big mess in Dallas, it always is. Uh, that's how things go over in Dallas. But yeah, 26 entering the 2020 season, so uh, Imari Cooper, I, I, I probably I expect him to stay in Dallas. But don't be surprised, like I say, because the uh, wide receiver class is, is quite deep in, in this year's draft, don't be surprised if they do get rid of Imari Cooper, but... Um, yeah, Michael Gallup, obviously, a good number two there as well. So, uh, One of the old guys, AJ Green, Cincinnati. Uh, it's an interesting one because I think yeah, he's turning 32 uh, very shortly indeed. And I, I, I get the feeling that he'll come back uh, to Cincinnati for, for one year, sign franchise tag for what, 18, 19 million or whatever it is, uh, bet on himself and then try and get another deal, out, uh, walk elsewhere and maybe sign with a team that are a contender and actually have a chance of winning the Super Bowl. Um, obviously, he didn't come back last season. He was injured, didn't want to play for a team that were, you know, they're the number one pick. They didn't want to play for a team that were tanking, essentially. Um and didn't want, to, you know, didn't want the ball thrown to him by who was it? Was it Ryan, Ryan Lindley, Ryan Finley, or whoever it was? Anyway, some some dustbin, some dustbin guy. Um, yeah, the next season obviously with Joe Burrow could come back for a season um, and then go somewhere else maybe. But it's a thirty-two getting on a bit, but you, do, you might have one or two years left in him as well. So like I say, probably another year in Cincinnati before trying to go to a contender somewhere, uh, again, in free agency as well. So uh, Demarcus Robinson, um, whilst he's not the biggest name on, on the board, um, he has he could have a few potential targets. Philadelphia, again, uh, were one. Um, but yeah, there's, there's what, four names there on the uh, in terms of wide receivers. But um, yeah, certainly certainly a bad year to be a wide receiver free agent in terms of uh, what, what talent's coming through in the draft. Uh, tight end, we quickly touched on tight end. Hunter Henry, I think he'll be tagged by the Chargers. Uh, Austin Hooper. He's an interesting one. I don't. I think he'll cost too much or command too much in terms of wages for, for Atlanta. So I can see him uh, heading for the exit door. Potential targets, um, potential destinations: New England, uh, Green Bay, Chicago potentially. Um, yeah, he's obviously quite young. He's good at catching the ball, very athletic. So um, is he is he going to be worth the money? Probably be overpaid if you ask me. Uh, but certainly a couple of teams there that do need a tight end. Uh, Jason Witten. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I've, I've, Lost track of how old he is, but he's um, he's getting up there. But he uh, he's got Green Bay written all over him, uh, and also the New York Giants as well. He um, obviously to go and join uh, Jason Garrett. Obviously they like Jason Garrett loves a bit of two tight end sets, uh, and obviously more of a blocker as well. So Evan Ingram um, obviously struggled to test down the field, but he's the pass catcher, and they could uh, bring in Witten. Uh, to do the blocking side of things as well. So don't be surprised. I don't think they're going to bring Witten back. Uh, so all aboard the Blake Jarwin hype train. More than happy to hear that news this week, considering I have him in literally every dynasty league apart from one. So yeah, all on all on Blake Jarwin. Uh, the other tight ends, Eric Ebron, pretty much irrelevant. So I'm not even going to 
not even going to go for that. But yeah, a couple of teams that need tight ends. Atlanta, New England, uh, Jacksonville. They need everyone, though, to be quite honest. The Giants and, and Green Bay are some tight end destinations. Where this is not, not a really good uh, tight end class either, as Lee alluded to on the College Football Podcast. So, um, yeah, there we go. Um, okay, I think... I think that pretty much wraps us up for the podcast. What are we, 50 minutes in? My voice is starting to go, so yeah, we're going to wrap it up anyway. But uh, the referees are running in. It's time for the two-minute warning. That's the two-minute warning. Yep, so time for your two-minute warning all for all things full 10 yards. So a couple of podcasts come out this week. XFL podcast came out, was it yesterday? What day is it? I don't even know what day is it today. That's how bad it is. Uh, yeah, come out this, uh, come out Wednesday morning. Uh, so yeah, go and uh, check that out. To uh, Sean uh, and Michael experiencing similar voice problems to what I am currently having. But go and check it out. Got some good stuff there, recapping uh, week four, looking ahead to week five, and some DraftKings and some news all in, in all involved in there as well. Um, Lee, obviously, See with the college side of things, uh, did his combine uh, winners and losers from Tuesday. So go and check that out. In terms of content on the website, full 10 yardscom Takeaway Tuesday uh, is is still going this time this time of year for the XFL. Sean putting out his uh, power rankings for the XFL. So if you like your XFL, we head over there. Uh, Sean Tyler, uh, one of our one of the newer writers here at the Full Ten Yards, puts a really really good free agency um, kind of spin. Uh, article on that as well top five uh, for offense and defense like I say I used uh, some of those for for my prep for today's podcast so make sure you go and give that a read uh, Indianapolis Colts fans uh, Rob Grimwood has put in uh, who, an article looking at who the Colts should be targeted in free agency um, going through the whole roster uh, in that article so make sure you go and give that uh, a read as well if you're an Indianapolis fan or maybe someone in, uh, in the AFC South uh, Amic Robertson was uh, the subject of Alex Lewis this is um, my, my most recent article. Um, he was uh, looked at a, an article last season uh, on G- Washington Redskins at cornerback Jimmy Moreland. So he's, again, another kind of college-based one there. So uh, make sure you go and give that a read if you're interested in things college. And then we've got um, James Fotheringham did a recent piece on the uh, the CBA. And what that the spin it could be it could mean for fantasy football. Obviously, if you've got more. You got more games in the in the game in the game in the season. You've got more game weeks to play potentially fancy football as well. So just go and have a look at see what you know some kind of ideas he put forward. If if the um, if it does go to a seventeen or eighteen game week season, kind of what uh, what can kind of go on there. And uh, of course, another fabulous piece by Lawrence uh, in, over on the retro side of things, looking at the original number forty four, Tom Rathman, um, move over Kyle Yuschek. Um, Really good article there, going back in going back in the archives for Tom Raffman, 49ers um, fullback as well. So um, anyone that likes the old side of the you know, back in the day, um, they, well, not down the life. What's the um, NFL archives? It's, my name escapes me anyway. But um, yeah, make sure you go and give that a check out. Tom Rathman, the original 44. That's over on the full 10 yards. Uh, and then finally, just a head coach recap. Another one by Sean Tyler. Um, he's looking. He's taking a look at all the, the head coaching changes in the off season and take a look at you know the pros, the cons, and and kind of gives gives a verdict for all of those as well. So um, lots and lots of good content over on the full 10 yards. Make sure you share it out. Give us some love. We've got some really talented writers. We put a lot of good content out on the website and obviously on these podcasts as well. So please, please, please do go tell a friend. Go and tell your um, your family. Go and tell anyone that uh, is interested in American football that we are here. We're going to be here for 
during the off season, no days off for us to say we'll be doing weekly podcasts. And obviously, anyway, in Britball, we're going to be starting to ramp up Britball uh, as the new season starts, probably just uh, just over a month away now. So we're going to be doing some interviews, going to be doing some uh, written stuff as well, uh, you know, ahead of the Britball season. Um, so looking forward to doing that as well. But that, ladies and gentlemen, is going to do it for the full 10 Yards podcast. If you got this far, very well done. My voice is very, very sore indeed. So I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to say goodbye. We will speak to you next week. But in the meantime... It's in the great words of Kevin Cadle. It's bye bye for now. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to the Full Ten Yards podcast. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Full Ten Yards, or email the show Full Ten Yards at gmail.com.